One of my secrets to adulthood is that great luggage makes a huge difference to your travel experience, which is why I am obsessed with Briggs & Riley. It's extremely durable, has amazing features that make packing and getting around easier, and they have the best lifetime guarantee in the industry. So if your bag is ever broken or damaged, they will repair it free of charge, no proof of purchase needed, no questions asked, even if an airline damages your bag. Yes, and I love that they have supremely smooth, shock-absorbing wheels for easy gliding through your travels. Hot off the press, the Simpatico collection of hard-sided luggage is new and improved and just launched on Briggs-Riley.com. It has the new one-touch feature, which allows you to expand your luggage, pack it, then compress it to its original size so a carry-on can still fit in the overhead compartment, and that's just one of the new features. Available in black, navy blue, and olive green. So I have been procrastinating all day. Yeah, me too. I am. I will say I am doing postcards to voters, so that's, you know, worthwhile. Okay, that's way better than what I've been doing, which is binging The Vow on Netflix. <laughs> I win. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. Today, we're going to talk about why sometimes we all have to take out our own trash, metaphorically speaking. And then we're going to have our first ever Call Your Lawyer segment. Yes, we've called our former agent. We've called our manager, Diane Fraser, but we've never called our lawyer before. So that'll be fun. And then this week's Hollywood hack is a corollary to our hack from episode 54, Stay 10 More Minutes. But first, we have a few updates. After our Amplify segment on voting, a listener named Alice wrote in with some voting info for U.S. citizens living overseas. She said, I moved to Berlin, Germany as the pandemic hit this year and am voting from overseas for the first time. I had been intimidated about figuring out how to vote from here and finally sat down and looked it up just before listening to your episode. So just wanted to share for your listeners abroad who may be putting this off, it is actually really easy. Just go to fvap.gov and fill out a form online, which you can easily email in to receive your ballot. You can then receive your ballot either by mail or online. They have links that take you directly to the different states in which you have your voting residence with all the information for each state directly inputted into the form you fill out. It took me about 10 minutes and I have put my mind at ease that I will receive my ballot in plenty of time for the election. She says, note, the deadline to request your ballot is October 19th. So that's coming up. Thanks for sharing that. We do have lots of overseas listeners. So again, that's fvap.gov. F like Frank, V like Violet, AP like Pauline.gov. And of course, for those who are stateside, rockthevote.org has information on voting in every state as well. And then we have another update. Yes. Yay. This organization that we really, really love called the Unusual Suspects Theater Company has asked us if we will donate 
ourselves, I guess. Um, <laughs> you can bid right now until October 13th on a happy hour with the two of us. We'll make ourselves Zoom presentable. Somehow we will do that <laughs> and hang out virtually with you and three of your friends. You can ask us about TV writing, about producing TV shows, making a podcast, what kind of fiber I like to spin, what kind of dog Liz's family is thinking of getting, <laughs> our most embarrassing moments. Or you could be super on task and read us a couple pages of a script you're working on and we'll tell you what we think. And it's all for a great cause, the Unusual Suspect Cedar Company. The mission of the Unusual Suspect Cedar Company is to mentor, educate, and enrich underserved youth through the creation of collaborative original theater, powering our vision of a world where all youth are given the opportunities and support they need to succeed. And you can find out more about them at theunusualsuspects.org. Yeah, so if you want to hang out with Liz and me for an hour, you can find the auction on charitybuzz.com. Again, charitybuzz.com and search for The Unusual Suspects. And of course, we'll also put a link in our show notes. But remember that the auction closes on October 13th. So charitybuzz.com. Let's hang out. And of course, Sarah, it wouldn't be an update if we did not remind everyone that we are still <laughs> selling our awesome Silipine cups. They are available. We just ordered more in advance of the holidays. They're $25. That includes the travel lid and shipping. You can see them on our Instagrams, which are at sfain and at lizcraft. And if you want one, email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com for more information. And that is it for updates. Yes. <laughs> We're update heavy this week. Yes. And now it is time for From the Treadmill Desk Sub, where we talk about what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week it's sometimes you have to take out your own trash. Yes. And what we mean is that sometimes you have to have the not-so-fun conversations yourself. You can't let someone else do it. So in this case, the trash is unpleasantness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, and we were talking about this because we realized that the trash and recycling process that I have here in Minnesota is kind of a bizarre reflection of something we have been dealing with professionally. So we'll explain that in a second, but first let me just explain how we deal with trash here. <laughs> Please do, because it's an intricate process and one that I find absolutely fascinating. Yeah, so, you know, if you live in a city, especially you're used to just like you take the trash out and the trash people come and get it and take it away. But here, we have to take everything to the dump. So in order to take one bag of trash to the dump, first you have to go and get a dump card from the convenience store that is 10 miles down the road. Hmm. And and you buy that card and that's for like 10 bags of trash. And then each big trash bag, they do a little punch on your little card. And then when your card is used up, you have to get another one. And then you also have to take your recycling there and you have to separate it all yourself. Oh my God. And they have these humongous bins and, you, you know, it's card, paper, and box board, aluminum, and what is it? Aluminum and plastic, and then glass. And it's all separate and you have to do it all yourself. So you load up the back of the car and then once a week, you have to go and just do the sort of you know, haul the bag out of the car and into the compactor and then deal with all the recycling. So it's really a process. 
And it definitely makes me appreciate how much trash we make. <laughs> or not appreciate it, I guess. And of course, there would be nice if someone else could handle this for you, but it, they can't. It is all on you out there in rural Minnesota. <laughs> yes. And you were telling me about this, and we realized it related to a situation we were dealing with and a sort of a realization we had recently. Yeah. So there are always hard conversations you have to have in what we do. And I'm sure this is yeah. true in every industry, right? Absolutely. Conversations about figuring out deal points, which can be very sticky because everyone thinks they deserve the most deal points. <laughs> There's conversations when you're figuring when you're figuring out like who's going to do what, who's going to get credit, what is that credit going to be? Also, of course, this isn't happening right now, but when we're working, we have to have hard conversations about people's scripts or how they're doing in the room. No. So there's lots of hard conversations. And it's nice if you can let someone else have those conversations <laughs> exactly. because we are in an industry where we purposely have layers of people to have unpleasant conversations like managers, agents, lawyers, producers. Yeah, no, this whole industry is set up to insulate you from being the one who has to have that conversation. So it doesn't come naturally. Yes. And recently we sort of intuitively felt there were a couple conversations that we should be having that other people were having that were sensitive, I'll say. And because we didn't just dive in and have those conversations ourselves, things got more unpleasant and complicated than they really had to be. Yeah. And... You know, of course, nobody wants to have these hard conversations. So if someone else is kind of in there and taking the burden of that conversation, you want to let them do that. It's like, okay, great. But sometimes there are times when you just have to do it yourself. And I think we felt that. And then mm -hmm. because we didn't just do it and then things got messy, then we were like, why didn't we just do it when we felt like we should have done it? Yes. Why didn't we listen to our guts rather than sort of letting our minds talk us out of it? Yes. Yes. And I think in the future, if we go ahead and have the conversation now, will it make things easier and smoother in the future? Right. Yeah. Because it Having the conversation sooner rather than later, ultimately, even if it's challenging, saves you time and energy. Yes. It's just so much better and easier to make sure everyone is on the same page up front. And sometimes that takes several difficult conversations. And then sometimes it's totally fine. I talk about how complicated and what a pain in the butt it is to take the trash to the dump, but it's fine. It's really not that big a deal. We break it all down. We take it to the dump. It's fine. And they're... Sadly, I'm anticipating this winter when there's like freezing hmm. sleet and I'm like taking out my trash with gloves and earmuffs or because I'm at heart Californian now, I always forget those things. So it's like really <laughs> miserable. And sometimes it will be like that. It will just be like horrible and miserable and freezing, but then you get through it and you still have to do it. You still have to take the trash to the dump. Yes. And in the future, when this comes up in our lives, Sarah, as it inevitably yeah. will, we will remind ourselves that we need to take out our own trash and we do not want it to pile up. <laughs> we don't want to let someone else do it. We just need to do it ourselves. Yes. In the future, in these times, we'll just say, Liz... Do we need to take this trash out ourselves? Yes. And you'll say, Sarah, yes, we do. Yep. And then we'll cry and then we'll do it. Time to load up the truck. 
Yes. So listeners, is there a time when you wish you had taken out your own trash? (laughs) Or if having those difficult conversations comes easily for you, please tell us the secret. Email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Next up, we ask our lawyer about whether writers, but really anyone, should start work before a deal is closed. But first is break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Liz, today we are debuting a new segment. Ask Your Lawyer with our brilliant attorney, J.R. McGinnis. Or Sarah, maybe we should call it Ask One of Your Lawyers because J.R. is one of our lawyers along with Patty Felker. Yes, we have a whole team to help us. Before we get J.R. on the phone, let's tell everyone a little bit about him. J.R. McGinnis began his legal career specializing in mergers and acquisitions and corporate litigation. After leaving private practice for the entertainment field, J.R. held various executive positions at 20th Century Fox, the Walt Disney Company, Paramount Pictures, and Sony Pictures Entertainment. J.R. recently returned to private practice to join the prestigious boutique entertainment law firm of Felker, Tachik, Suttleson, Abramson, where he handles complex negotiations on behalf of writers, directors, producers, and actors in all areas of entertainment and media. JR is passionate about LGBTQ issues and has volunteered with various organizations over his 27 years in LA. Most recently, he served on the board of directors of AIDS Project Los Angeles. JR and his partner of 20 years are the proud parents of nine year old triplets Campbell, Piper, and Travis, who were conceived through surrogacy. JR believes that all families deserve love, respect, and equality regardless of their structure or form, and he is committed to changing hearts and minds and helping to create a world in which all our families are valued. Woohoo! Okay, Sarah, let's call JR. Hello, it's JR. Hey, JR. Hi, JR. It's Liz and Sarah. Good morning. Morning. Thanks for talking to us today. Absolutely. It's always my pleasure talking to you, too. Oh. Well, JR, uh, we will get right to it. We have a um, pressing question. Um, There are... (laughs) Okay. There's lots of talk about deals in Hollywood. Some people don't realize that writers, I mean, as well as actors and directors usually need to have a deal in place before a project is actually sold. And lawyers like you are the ones who are responsible for all the nitty gritty of these deals and these little points. And so this is our question. 
some writers start to work on projects before a deal is closed. Some do not. We have done both in the past. What is your opinion on whether it's okay to work on a project before the deal is done? I think any good any good lawyer is going to tell you that it depends on the facts and the circumstances of each deal and each case, and sometimes each studio. Mm-hmm. I think as a general rule, if it's an original idea and you're working alone, it's probably okay. You're going to own everything. You're not involving anybody else. There's not going to be any issues down the road of somebody saying that they gave you something that you'll use it. That would be a general rule on an original idea. But if you're working on a studio project or you're working with somebody, a non-writing EP or a development executive, or you're working on somebody else's IP, I would say you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't do it until a deal is done. For once, it could be a waste of time if we don't make a deal for you. You may lose leverage is another reason where the studio may think you're so invested, there's no way you're going to walk away from a bad deal, right? Mm -hmm. And there could be chain of title issues too. So you can't copyright an idea. If you're working on somebody else's IP, they own it. You may be trying out for free. You may be giving your ideas to them and they could use it and you would have to prove that those were your ideas. And that's costly. It's time consuming. It's something that a lot of writers don't want to get involved in because they don't want to sue a studio that they may want to sell a project to down the road. Right? So it's, it's, it's basically a better idea to wait till your deal is done to make sure that you're comfortable with what you're going to be paid, what your credit's going to look like, what your back-end definition's going to look like, all of those things that we do for you. On the studio side, because I was a studio lawyer for 27 years, it's also risky for them to have you work on a deal prior to it being done. Why? Because studios are risk-averse. They don't want you coming. For those writers that will sue a studio for using their ideas, they don't want that writer working on a project that they don't have a deal with and that you haven't signed what we call a certificate of authorship, which if you've done these, these before, it's basically giving the studio all the rights of the work that you've performed. So again, generally speaking, not a good idea. You should wait until your deal is done. Or if you are working on it, do it secretly so they don't know. Mm. That's a good option. Yes. I'm feeling that we've made some mistakes in the past, Liz. Yes, I know. We have definitely dove in just because we wanted to make progress. And we thought, oh, the deal will close. And we probably shouldn't have done that. JR, can it ever increase your leverage to work on something before the deal is done? Is it ever a good idea? It can do both, right? So if you're working on a project and you're involving your studio executive, and they absolutely love your material, it can increase your leverage. Now, mm-hmm. the development executives on the creative side have to convince business affairs and finance to pay you more because they so much love your material. And, and that, that is a negotiation internal at a studio. But yes, it can increase your leverage by delivering something so great that they have to have it. But it can, it can twist too, right? Maybe they don't necessarily like the development process. Maybe they're not liking what you're coming up with. You're, you're basically auditioning for them and you're given free information. And if it's not really hitting it out of the park, 
they could say, eh, maybe we've made a mistake or we're not going to mm. pay you as much. So it can do both. That's why we say don't work on the project. Certainly don't involve them at the time. Work on it behind the scenes. Get your ducks in a row. Do your stuff that you want to do, but do it privately so that you haven't you haven't shifted one way or the other. Right. Okay. This is incredibly helpful it information, really JR. <laughs> <laughs> and since we have you here, can we ask you a couple more questions? Sure. <laughs> okay. So in your opinion, are there certain deal elements that writers should pay more attention to than we do? You know, it's interesting because with what's happened with the WGA over the last uh, year or so, it was pretty clear that writers were trusting souls. You know, they're very passionate about their projects. And oftentimes, they weren't really in the details of their deal. Packaging was a big issue, right? So that seems to be becoming resolved. In terms of basic deals, good lawyers should really make sure their clients understand all aspects of their deal, not just their fee, but their fee, their credit, the structure of a deal exclusivity is huge now. You've got writers working on eight and 10 episode orders for a streamer. And those streamers like to have full exclusivity for a year, just like exclusivity when you're working on a broadcast show for 22 episodes. Well, as you can see, if you're a writer working on 10 episodes at a fee, you're only making less than half if you were working on a broadcast show. But to have the same exclusivity can be problematic. So exclusivity is a very big issue these days. We try to make sure that writers can write exclusively for the first project, but then outside of production periods, for instance, we have you write on a second project, sometimes for the same studio, same streamer, and sometimes for a dif different one. So that's a big one. Um, Back-end definitions, that's where you make your money. And if you don't understand how a back-end definition works or the way a studio's accounting works, you may be under the illusion that you're going to make a lot more money than you do. So it's important that you understand how back-end definitions work. And I, and I think the more practical advice that we give to, to writers especially is there's, there's oftentimes a desire to attach people. Oh, I want to attach a director. I want to attach a producer to my project. And I think we try to tell our clients, remember, one person's attachment is another person's baggage. You just don't know. Mm. And if you're trying to sell a spec mm. or you're trying to sell a project, you may go to a streamer that did not want to attach that director or would not want to attach that producer. And then all of a sudden your, your project is burdened. So mm. really, I think fundamentally before you get to a deal – it's really talking to your clients and saying, who do you attach? When do you attach? And to be careful, what are the pitfalls of doing that or too early? That's great right. advice as well. Okay. And finally, JR, how are deals changing during the pandemic? Is there something like we should all be aware of right now that's different? You know, the, the deal structures are pretty much the same. You know, we've, we've been We've been making unique deals over the last couple of years with Netflix and, and others. The streamers have come out with their own needs. So deal structures for writers especially has changed. For the pandemic, it's really, there's no real change in the structure of a deal. 
other than you don't really have a good sense of when the show will go into production, especially mm. with COVID right now. So you can go through the normal mm. development process with a pilot script, for instance, and it may come at a time when the pilot script is finished, but we're in the middle of a shutdown. And so you can't go into production. So you've planned your, your life, your year on a certain idea of when you would be going into pilot production and then series production. And that just falls away. So if anything, we're spending a lot more time on how long does the studio have to order the pilot script to pilot or the series from the pilot. And that's really, that's really, I think, the only impact the pandemic has really had on deal structure. Well, that's comforting. I mean, yeah, that it hasn't radically changed things. <laughs> yeah. No, not yet. Not yet. When we'll everything see, else is changing. Right. We'll see as, 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 you know, development has really kicked in since March when we thought uh, most writers were going to be on hiatus and development was the only thing that we could do. You couldn't be in production. So writers were, were the only ones really working over the summer. And so now there's a lot of, there's a lot of finished scripts out there and not a lot of stage space or not a lot of crew available. So they're stacked to go into production and we'll see what happens over the course of the fall and the winter to see how much of those are going to get to go into production. So we'll see. Well, JR, thank you so much. We feel very lucky that we've got you in our negotiating corner and that we can ask you these very questions. Very lucky. It's always my pleasure. Yeah, and we will, I'm sure, be calling on you again. You got it. Call me anytime. Thanks, JR. Thanks, JR. Coming up, this week's Hollywood hack will increase your productivity. But first, this break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, Sarah, it is time for this week's Hollywood hack. Push yourself to do one more thing. This came up recently because we were really feeling ready to end our workday early. And we were going back and forth about whether or not to give ourselves permission to call it quits. And then finally we decided, okay, let's just talk about the next podcast episode. We'll do that one more thing. Yes. And then very quickly we proceeded to plan the entire next episode. It was a great episode and it felt really good to like shake off the pandemic malaise and accomplish something. Yeah. And it actually improved like our whole night. Like both of us just felt yeah. so good that we'd done that one more thing. <laughs> and it's like, there's nothing that enhances relaxation more than the feeling that you put in a solid day of work. That's so true. Yes. And we were very happy that we had just pushed ourselves just that one little bit to accomplish one more thing. So 
we have decided that that is going to be our thing. Every time we're feeling like we want to just pack it in, we're going to push ourselves to do just one more thing. Yeah, and Sarah reminded us of our Hollywood hack from episode 54, which was to stay 10 more minutes. That was inspired by the time we stayed 10 more minutes at a party during Upfronts in New York, and it turned out to be the best 10 minutes of our night. (laughs) Yes, so from now on, push yourself to do one more thing. And that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. We love to hear from you. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thanks to our executive producer, the amazing Chuck Reed. Thanks to everyone at Sankola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sankola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and Do the Thing from Whole 30s Melissa Urban and check out the newest Onward Project podcast, Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft and Sarah's at S Fain. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation. Until next week, I'm Sarah Fain. And I'm Liz Craft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Sarah, can you imagine one of us with triplets? No. 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 I mean. No, Violet the other day was like, why didn't you have more kids? I was like, I'm full. I mean, I can't even manage one, like, birthday party, much less, like, a birthday party for three. Yeah. Well, I guess that does make at least that part easier, (sighs) the party planning. Right. From the Onward Project.